Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Yes, that is correct. My name is Aaron, and I am the host of the show. So, today's interview was a fascinating interview. It was, I'd say certainly for me, it was it was definitely a game changer. And the reason I say that is because, in hindsight, there were so many moments when I listened to it back where I kicked myself. I kicked myself for my poor podcasting skills. I kicked myself because I never asked the right question. I kicked myself because I never accepted silence and I kind of rushed it because I was panicking about the recording and the time and all of that stuff that you probably don't think goes into a podcast. Now, one thing I will say is that I hope you find that in some way motivational or inspiring because you do not have to be perfect to start a podcast. You do not have to have all your ducks in a row. So I kind of want you guys to take that on board as well. If there's something you truly want to do, just go out and do it. Go out and do it, pivot, adjust, and then go forward again. And that's what it's all about. But there's certainly times in this interview, and I'm definitely eager to get him back for a second podcast, maybe in about six to 12 months time, where we're really going to hone in on some of his answers because I think the emotional intelligence that he showed for being such a young man was incredible and I hope you can take away some of the insights and some of the lessons that he displays and hopefully you can follow him on his journey as well because he is absolutely right in his own story right now he has found his voice and there's going to be a lot of good things coming from this individual I'm very confident of that and hopefully I say hopefully as I've crossed my fingers right now which you can't see my podcast skills will improve as well. So um, without further ado, let's get this podcast over the way. Hi, good morning, Theo. How are we doing today? I'm fantastic today. Really excited to be on this podcast. I'm really excited to have you. Um, just for the listeners who are listening, um, me and Theo, we exchanged a few messages via, uh, I think it was Facebook initially. And just hearing a summary of his story was, uh, I was quite amazed to be honest. It was so interesting. It was almost like a film created and then to find out your age as well. I think the listeners are in for a treat. So uh, just quickly, I just want to get your full name. So it's Theodore Travell. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Theodore Travell. Okay, fantastic. So so that's the name you're all going to look out for. So we're going to literally start this for the listeners at home just to kind of get to know you a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind, if you could just please explain how you progressed through life and ended up where you are similar to kind of the story you've told me Mm -hmm. well it's been quite a fascinating journey and it's a journey that i have never anticipated it would take me where i am today um so it was only quite a few years ago when i came across network marketing um from a friend i've always been the passionate type and the enthusiastic type even when my life was completely the other way around i've always felt a sense of i want to help people i want to serve people i want to do more for people and this was my why and this drive was what's what was guiding me through a lot of challenges and obstacles in life and so what has happened was this drive that i had this passion that i had it took me from a life of crime a life of drug a life of 
um, a lot of negativity and it brought me into positivity. But just when I thought my journey was beautiful and it ended so perfectly, this was when I was really tested and this was when I was really challenged. So my parents, they were from a very um, religious background and they're from a very cultural background. And personal development wasn't something that they really entirely got or understood. So I was going through this mental transformation, this spiritual transformation and emotional transformation. And they started, they started becoming more alien to me and I started to become more alien to them. And yeah, this trip into that network uh, it brought me from network marketing into wanting to start my own business, coaching and serving people. And as this progressed on, my mindset just constantly just continued changing, 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 changing. And then came a point where I started to really question my identity. The person that my parents had brought me up to believe I was, the religion that I was brought up in, the name that I was brought up in, I just challenged everything because I just thought wow. I could not be 120% myself as I am being indoctrinated with other people's beliefs and values and rules. So first came, okay, I don't really particularly believe in this religion and I don't really think it's a religion for me to be following. And that was one thing that I've let go of. And then came my name and then came the, just every belief, every rules that my parents have ever brought me up on. I just questioned it one at a time. And the ones that I liked, yes, I thought, okay, you know, there's a compromise I can make there. But the ones that I thought was absolute no, this was not going to serve me on my journey. This wasn't going to help me create a reality that I want to create to impact lives how I want to impact. And I've let go of them. And this was quite a shock to my parents because... You know, if someone raises you up to be a certain way and you are entirely the opposite way, it's a pattern interrupt. It's an interrupt to your whole life. So they were just very shocked, emotionally shocked, um, just shocked. Even It just even affected their health to the point they had to go to a hospital. And, you know, we raised our son this way and now he's telling us he's entirely a different way. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't really accept it. They couldn't really tolerate it. And soon enough, I found myself outside on the street, homeless for three months with nothing but just faith, wow. nothing but belief and nothing but vision that, you know, I was going to overcome this. I was going to continue believing and continue having faith and continue going on forward, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, and no matter what anyone throws at me, this is what I am about. This is my vision. This is my purpose. I really believe in it, and I'm willing to make any sacrifice to run with it and see it till the end. Wow. Just in that short little bit, what you just said there, there's so many nuggets of information that I think I just want to quickly point out for the listeners, if you don't mind. Um, firstly, your emotional intelligence. Could you just let everyone know how old you are? 23 right now. 23. Okay, so anyone listening to this, this guy is 23. Now, if you're anything like me, at the age of 23, I, I had nowhere near the level of emotional intelligence that you, you've just displayed there. And a couple of things you've, you've just pointed out there. So religion. Obviously, I'm not here to talk about religion. It's not what, what this podcast is about. But my personal opinion is that obviously people need something to believe in. So whether they choose religion or not, one thing you managed to find in that bit, which I just kind of highlighted and made a note of, was when you were homeless for three months, which we will elaborate on shortly, if that's okay with yourself, is mm -hmm. you had the belief in something and that's something I I believe is yourself. Is that is that right? Would you would you agree with that? Definitely, 100%. Um, the reason why was because when I was first homeless, I was 
looking into some force or some energy and some creator outside of me. And now, again, like you said, I'm not here to talk about religion or any of that or cover any of that. However, the other part of when I was homeless, so for the other two, um, the second month and the third month, I started believing more in myself and understanding that I had the resources, I had the tools, and I yes. was the force within myself. Wow. Wow. Just, just there as well. I mean, for anyone that follows self-development, personal development, resourcefulness, I think Tony Robbins, who's probably the guru of personal development, that's something he speaks about. And, I, and I'll, I'll put my hand on my heart and be honest here. I'm 32 now, and only recently have I understood the power of resourcefulness, which you're demonstrating at such an early age. It's... Um, I'm excited, mate. <laughs> I'm actually excited <laughs> for what you're going to bring to the future. And I think because you've got real life experiences as well that I'm sure many people are going through or may go through that hopefully they can obviously resonate with your story. Like I said, after three months of experiencing homelessness, it was just the most powerful period of my life. And why I say it's because I've been in personal development for three years, but it was only within just a short period of three months that I had to condense everything and really put it into practicality. And so it, at first when I was homeless, it was I was just so self-destructive. I started my old habits of smoking. Um, I had a very quitter mentality. I had a very wise God against me kind of mentality. But then later on, and it's crazy, like, it's crazy. Later on in the second, third month, I just started meditating more. And this was when I was literally, when I had no, no idea where I was going to sleep or where I would wind up in. I always winded up either in hostels or strangest places, but I just, I just had no more fear. I was just meditating. I was really connected. I was really like, this is going to turn out as it's meant to turn out. And I believe everything happens for us and not to us. Absolutely. And then after three months, I managed to find my own shared accommodation. And from there onwards, just going on to building my dream, which I'm currently right now in. Wow. Wow. I'm actually getting goosebumps uh, listening to this. It's, it's fascinating. Just in relation to the drugs. So I've had experience of family members using drugs, um, a lot of alcohol abuse especially. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Was that a dark period or was it just recreational? It was a very dark period because when I was taking drug, it was also a period of my life or time where I felt suicidal. Okay. I felt like I just want to kill myself, but I, had, I didn't have the courage or the determination to go through with it. So I thought... What other way can I, you know, slowly end my life? Can mm. I slowly end my dream? Can I slowly just end all these pain away? And, you know, it's very, e it was very, e it's very easy for me to judge myself and be like, oh, that was a very bad action for me to do in. But the reality is I knew at that time when I was taking drug, I was doing what I was doing to the best of my knowledge. And yeah. so therefore I always say you do better when you know better. And that was what I knew at the time. And that's what I was using at the time to relieve my pain but i felt like it was a very important period of my life too i needed to experience that and to go through that in order to be where i am today life is all about balance and duality you know you don't know good if, if you don't know good if you don't know bad so you don't know a terrible experience uh, you don't know a great experience unless you know a terrible experience so i'm grateful i think you just touched on something fantastic there as well you do better when you know better and one of the traits that you've, you've definitely highlighted in just this short amount of time so far is a growth mindset. Now, I'm not sure how far your personal development goes, but growth mindset was certainly something for me that it, I suppose it affected my ego initially because we, we think we've got it all figured out and, you know, having that fixed mindset. And you're demonstrating here that 
you needed to know better within such a short amount of time. And you also touched upon something, how your habits wasn't congruent, say, for instance, with your vision. But one thing I would point out, and this is more for the listeners as well, is that just because you do something, i.e. if you add an extra slice of cake or something, for example, it doesn't necessarily make you a bad person, that particular action. And I think that's the problem with society. We kind of beat ourselves down almost unnecessarily. That's such a powerful thing for you to say because I was only sharing it with my social media friends the other day that, look, there's no such thing as stupid people. There's only people that do stupid things. Our actions should never define us. And this was a huge lesson that I had to learn when I was homeless, that whatever I'm doing right now and whatever I'm experiencing right now, it isn't me. It shouldn't define me. Yes, I am doing this and I should just enjoy it while I'm doing it rather than feel guilty and beat myself up about it. But once I'm done, let me be self-reflective. Let me say, was that really a wise decision? Why was I really doing this? What emotion, what deep-rooted emotion is there into this? And how can I heal that and love that so I can move on with my life? Just give me a moment there. That's fantastic. Um, I want to, this is more for myself, my own curiosity here. Just one day of living, should we call it homeless or on the streets or wherever you were living, if you could just explain that to people. Because I think in society nowadays, we kind of, we see it, we feel bad for a few seconds, but we don't actually know the extent to what it takes from a person, if that makes sense. So if you could just draw upon that a little bit, please. Okay, well, um, one particular, and this was a period, this was a particular day where I just felt like I hit rock low bottom. Mm-hmm. And that was when I, were, when I went to, that night I thought I had a place here to stay, which I didn't. And I only had around a pound or so on my debit card, literally, and my credit card. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to book any room and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go anywhere. So I thought, okay, where can I go? And it seems like Victoria Station seems to be the spot for a lot of homeless people. So I went to Victoria Station um, and I was really tired. I was extremely exhausted, but I was also cold. I was really cold. So I couldn't just sleep anywhere because I needed to find somewhere warm, which I couldn't. So I go on to Victoria Station, I go near where all the coaches are and I'm just pretending like I'm there sitting and waiting for a coach to arrive and an hour has went by, two hours has went by, three hours has went by and I thought, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I found a big banner um, in one of the places, two big banners and I put it together to hide myself because there's a security guard there that constantly checks around to see if there's any homeless people sleeping there and then she kicks them out. So I found two big banners and then I put them together to hide behind this corner and I was sleeping there. It was cold. I couldn't feel my feet and it was really, really cold. And this was a time like, can I, and I was sleeping on the floor. I wasn't even sleeping Mm. on a pillow or anything. I was rock floor. And I thought to myself, is there any more rock bottom I can hit than this? I have no money. I've asked all my friends if I could stay over their place and nobody really had you know, has that opportunity to let me stay in a place and I'm here sleeping on the floor. And this was a time where I was also working in Pizza Express. So I had a job. I was sleeping in Victoria Station and I had a job at the same time. So the next day I had to go back to West um, Westfield Center to go to my job, wearing the same clothes, sleeping in the same clothes and doing everything with the same clothes. And my mentality was literally like, okay, this is it. I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit my job. I just want to quit everything. I just want to quit my life. But it was also a beautiful period of time. because, And this is what I say, guys. Visualize, visualize, visualize. Mm. This was a period of my time where I was sleeping on Victoria Station. I was um, sleeping on the floor. I was cold, but I closed my eyes and I just visualized my future. 
I just thought, okay, you know what? Maybe I may not be able to change my outside circumstances and situations, but I can most certainly change what I'm internally processing. And right now, I do not tolerate any of this to internally be a part of me. So I just closed my eyes. I could see myself standing on stage, speaking to people, coaching clients one-to-one, being in business, doing what it is that I'm passionate about and love to do, you know, without any of these obstacles becoming an obstacle. And it was so amazing because... Even at that time when the security guard came and she found me, she was like, get out. She shouted at me. I was still okay with her. I, was, I came to accept my reality, knowing that this one wasn't going to be my last in reality. And I just thought, okay, okay, let me just get along with this and let me just look brighter for any, uh, yeah, look, let me look to the next day. And then the next day came, I went to my friend and then opportunities just came. Network marketing came and a lot of things came. And my friend actually allowed me to stay over her place for a month. So this is the power of visualization. Wow. Uh, I think um, I think you're a true example, and this is why I really wanted to kind of get you on this podcast. Is that you you literally took control and you picked up that pen and you started writing your own story. And this is kind of one of the things that I always try and bring out of other people is that throughout life we're kind of pigeonholed into certain ways. For example, do this because you're good at it. What you've kind of done is you've sat back and you thought, hold on a second, who am I? Who is Theo? And you've picked up that pen and even where probably a lot of people, because I'll tell you something, I mean, I'm, I can't handle any sort of cold. People that know me, I'm constantly got a hoodie on and I'm struggling. So to, to have that resilience and still have the visualization, like you said, visualize, visualize, visualize to believe that one day you will achieve what you're doing. And I know looking at your story now, you're there and that's fantastic. So I don't want to give too much away to the listeners because I'd rather hear it from yourself. But what, you're, what you've said there, what you've visualized there is kind of what you're doing now, isn't it? So if you could just give us a day in the life of Theo now, please. Well, I've, I believe right now where I am in my life, it's ever growing, it's ever evolving, but it's going um, exactly in the right direction it's meant to go. At. So a life for me today is just, um, I'm currently running programs and courses 21-day programs and courses teaching people exactly the step-to-step that I used when I was homeless and when I didn't have a place and even when I was going through my struggle and how I overcame that mentally because I really believe it's our internal world that creates our external world and whatever we are able to conceive within us we're able to create outside of us so we have a lot of 21-day programs right now that I'm doing and I've just actually started running a mastermind group um, only quite a few days ago called Titans Mastermind, creating leaders that are heart-centered and that really want to go across and travel and inspire people to becoming more heart-centered and to becoming more authentic and genuine in their work, in their field of work, whatever that work may be. And, you know, doing these podcasts, being able to share my story and being able to be invited to speaking on stage. So I'm really, really grateful. And I never take this opportunity for granted because I know within me I have experienced a lot and I've learned a lot. And now I feel it's my responsibility and duty to go out there and to share it with other people in order for them to unlock their potential and gift and create a reality that is beautiful for them. That is fantastic. So for anyone listening, you've just heard there, and obviously at the end of the show, we'll give you direct access to Theo, but there's um, there's programs out there, there's masterminds. But what I always try and shy people away from is not just going on the internet and looking at someone who's paid a couple of thousand pounds for a a Facebook ad and he's dressed up in a nice smart shirt what I'm trying to find throughout this podcast as well myself is authentic genuine people like Theo here who's who's actually been there who can actually tell you listen this is exactly what you need this is the blueprint 
So I urge anyone who's in that position to reach out. And can I be honest there? Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've tried that. I've yeah. tried the whole, because when I first started this, and it's very easy to get into the idea that we need to wear a suit, we need to sound a certain way, we need to look a certain way, we need to be a certain way in order for us to be successful. And that's why I say, yeah, my personal growth and my entrepreneurial journey really started this year because the, um, the past two years, it was exactly the same way. I used to look at people in suits and I used to think, okay, let me wear a suit. Let me copy what they're saying. Let me do what they're doing and let me go out there and to get in a client. And then I realized people really just buy into hearts. They don't buy like, yes, image may play a contribution. It may um, play a little factor, but really and truly people buy into hearts. Absolutely. You know? So that's what I'm really about in my mission. I'm not here to create um, 21st century business people. I'm here to create 21st century heart-centered people. I love that. I love that message. And I appreciate your honesty there as well um, in showing how you thought about it initially. So I've got, I've got no doubt, and I th- I'm sure people listening to this have no doubt that you will achieve all of this and create some amazing people. Well, I say create. I think everyone's already got it in themselves. You'll help them bring it out I suppose so from the moment you wake up in the morning are there other things or habits that people could um, say copy for example to kind of get that right mindset so we've had guests previously who follow a miracle morning or we have certain people who anchor themselves to the gym or mm-hmm. a long yeah. run meditation I mean I know you briefly touched on meditation earlier if you could just give a couple of key things that you make sure that you get done in your day in order to keep you moving forward Mm. before i share that can i share something absolutely so i'm going to be sharing what i do in um, every single day regularly in my morning however as you listen to this really and truly what i want is for you to find what suits you what really resonates with you and what really connects with you it's not i might suggest a lot of um, things i'm share. i'm going to be sharing right now but you find what suits and connects with you because i've tried copying many other people's routine and you know on a superficial level i was starting to feel the difference but on a deeper level i still knew it wasn't really connecting with me and it wasn't really making a lasting transformation and ultimately that's what you should be seeking for it isn't a temporary transformation it's a lasting transformation sustainability yeah so for me i tried the morning routine uh, morning miracle routine and only quite a week ago i actually stopped two weeks ago i stopped so what my morning routine right now really consists of is and it's just so simple but i actually really feel the difference when i don't do it when i do do it um which is i do one hour meditation but these meditations are actually split into freeze um one meditation is for forgiveness and love so anyone that i've been holding on to that i feel like i can't forgive just use that time to forgive them and to let go of them and to send them as much love as possible, but also send love to the planet and send forgiveness to the planet. And I feel like as I do that, because uh, as I do that, I just release whatever needs to be released within me. Every single day is a new day. Every single day is a new chapter. So for me, it's an absolute that I'm not taking whatever happened yesterday or two years ago, three years ago, even three months ago into my present life, into my present moment. So forgiveness and love is my first set of meditation. The other second set of meditation is visualization. What do I want my day to be like, feel like? What do I want to accomplish today? And I just visualize it so vividly. I don't mean it on a superficial level, like, hey, I'm going to make a thousand pound, a thousand pound, a thousand pound. I mean, really coming from a place where I know where I am right now. I know I've got the resources and tools in order to make this a real epic day. And my last set of meditation is really gratitude. What am I grateful for? 
I love a quote that says, yeah, as you go on to pursuing what it is that you want to pursue, don't forget to be grateful for what you, um, you have today. So my final uh, meditation is just gratitude. Gratitude, not even just for the great things in life, but also for the things that have hurt me, for the things that have kind of taught me a lesson. Because like I said, I wouldn't know joy had I not known pain. So I just take it all in as one and I'm just so grateful for it. And then after that, when I finish all that, I do yoga. Um, half an hour of yoga, really connect with my breathing because my breathing is navigating me through life. My body's navigating me through life. And then my last thing I do is just journaling. So writing down what, what the experience was like in terms of my meditation, my yoga, what, I am, what I'm going to enjoy about or what I enjoyed about yesterday, what I'm going to enjoy about today and just anything, journaling anything to structure my thoughts, to structure my mind. Because, you know, we have 12,000 to 17,000 thoughts a day. So if we're not able to structure a piece of paper, we're going to be confused about what it is that we want from our life. We're going to be confused in where it is what we're going and we're going to make a very indecisive decision. Wow. Okay. So just to recap on that then. So we've got the hour meditation, which is looking at forgiveness and love. Then we've got a visualization on a deeper level and then gratitude followed by yoga journaling as mm -hmm. well. Okay. Fantastic. And it's a great point that you just said actually there because, um, and I should have picked this up myself was not to just copycat someone else because I, I've done it. I've had all these routines and I've seen like successful entrepreneurs that maybe I, held in high esteem and I've been like okay if he can do this I can do this but then you've got to look at your own life and it's got to be sustainable uh, for your own life so if you're if you're waking up at half four for example or the 4am club but then you're half asleep by 12 o'clock it's not really sustainable I think that's a great point that people should find their own stuff but I would certainly recommend I mean most of the stuff you mentioned there the great leaders of the world all sort of implementing their day so thank you for sharing that I appreciate it so we've touched briefly on your past and uh, I think adversity comes as one of the first words when we think about your struggles and how you've got to where you've got to in this particular time if we can just sideline the homelessness just for a second and if you could just point out one other particular time where you faced great adversity but you persevered through it and what I want you to do is if you if you wouldn't mind just take a few seconds to really try and put yourself back in that moment just to kind of give the listeners some real true authentic feeling of what it was like and then how you got through it and then obviously we can move on and see what lessons you learned from that mm. and you know as you ask that question now i feel really connected with my emotion because the reason being is i want to share a quote with you that i came across which is so powerful until this day i live by this quote it's a philosophy it's a way of life for me which is i am not who i think i am i am not who you think i am i am who i think you think i am and so for me, it's, we, we live our whole life through other people's lenses, other people's perception. You know, it's like really how much of who we are, is it really who we are? And so for me, the greatest adversity I guess I faced was when I was in that period of time where I just thought, okay, you know, I can quit all this. And this was when I was at my friend's place. You know, she was allowing me to live with her for a month. And then now I had to go out there and I had to find my own place. And I just thought, I can't do this. I really can't do this. What on earth was I thinking, you know, really coming out in my truth and really living in my truth? Um, I'm still a kid. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I'm still young. And I felt at that period of time, 
I just felt like I could jump off a train track and I felt like I couldn't care less. That was when I was under, the, uh, like I was underground and I thought, let me just jump off here and let me just end it there. As you can clearly see the pattern when I was homeless, there was a lot of times I felt suicidal, a lot. It wasn't just once, it was quite intense, quite a time. And so that was my greatest adversity. It was really, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where I was going with this, but then my ego just started coming out of nowhere and started challenging that. And this is what I'm going to tell you. When you have the courage and the determination and the faith to go out there and to um, pursue what it is that you believe in, it's not even what other people are telling you that is the greatest challenge. It's what you're telling yourself. You know, that doubt part of you, that self-doubt, that self and uh, that I can't do it, I'm not good enough. And really and truly, what you need to ask yourself is where did this come from? It mm. didn't come from you. It must have come from somewhere else because really and truly, we are light. We are love. We are all that is good. You know, we are all that is courage and faith and otherwise humanity wouldn't be at where it is today. So anytime that I was experiencing that, I just asked myself, is this really my voice or is this just the voices of people outside of me or the naysayers? And so there's a great quote that Eric Thomas once says, if the enemy within can't attack, the enemy outside can do you no harm. So th that was my greatest adversity. It was my own self-talk and my own, own, own disbelief. But I overcame that. I love that. Is this really my voice? And I think so often all our limiting beliefs throughout life, it's mainly, it's people like teachers, it could be your parents, it could be your friends, your family, your peers. And um, I, I'm guilty of it myself, to be honest. I think I am where I am now in a much better place. But the last seven, eight years were just me following around what other people wanted from me, I suppose, and mm. trying to trying to please other people, I suppose. And that's kind of the world we live in, especially with social media being so so prevalent in everyone's daily life that you're almost trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're almost trying to have a highlight reel um, as opposed to writing your own story, if that makes sense. And you know what the hard part about that it all is? Is we can try to lie to ourselves. And this is a great insight that was given to me. Let's just say, for example, right now, your fear is bigger than your dream. Let's just say that. Let's just say you know you you know what it is that you want to do, but you're just too scared to do it. So you'll just give away. You'll just give it away and you'll be like, no, I'm not going to pursue this. I'd rather stick to my comfortable life. A year from now, you may not experience the difference. Two years from now, you may not experience the difference. Three years, maybe not. But ultimately, there will come a time where that voice, what if, comes. And I really believe um, resistance then turns into physical illness. So that means that you have a lot of people that are successful, that have accomplished so much in life, yet they're sick. They're spiritually sick. They're mentally sick. They're emotionally sick. They're not fulfilled. They're not content. They know the art. Of, they know the mechanic to success, but they don't know the art of fulfillment. They're not experiencing that. So I always say, like, you, you know what? You can risk it. You can try and live all comfortable as you want. But how long is it really going to last? And how deep is it really? And I believe a lot of our successes and um, a lot of the happiness that comes from our successes is very superficial. For me, what I'm interested in is really creating a lasting fulfillment and happiness in my life that comes from within my soul, not just for me accomplishing, achieving mechanic success based things. I love that answer because I had a debate with somebody about this previously. So I'm not going to speak about myself too much here. But one of the things my mom, who's like my best friend, always taught me was always about giving and like the importance of being grateful and just helping as many people as possible. And I remember as a child, um, well, I say child, I was about 15. I got my first job and I was working as a sales assistant and I earned something like £42 or something, I think it was. And straight away I, I went home and this was without any sort of guidance or anything. I 
and not many people know this and I sponsored a child straight away and I, and I donated the, about four pounds to like water aid and I think it was cancer I didn't have much we come from humble beginnings and throughout my life I've always whatever I've had I've tried to give as much as I possibly can and the reason I say this is because you mentioned something there about the superficial part and you mentioned about fulfillment because I believe there's two different types of people on a macro level and what I believe is you have people who genuinely just have a desire to help people and then you have people who achieve all this amazing success feel somewhat unfulfilled, feel unhappy and then what they do is in return start doing charities getting a sense of fulfillment. Now I'm not here to say one's right and one's wrong and one's better than the other because I believe anyone who helps anyone in any way is doing a great service but I can truly see within you for somebody who's been at the bottom who's still there with you know trying to be positive of positive beacon to the world you've got that first trait you're mm. the person who's always wanted to help you're not the person who's oh when i when i make a million pounds and i've got the car and the house then maybe i'll take a bit of time out and it's like my friend says though my personal development is our personal development the work that i leave today will be left to future generations yeah so that's why it's even more important that, you know, at the end of the day, yes, enjoy life. Yes, you know, make the most out of it. But make sure that if you're going to leave this planet, leave it with, leave it in a great way. Leave it in a way that's so positive that future generations where they come to come alive and grow up here, they can pick it up from somewhere positive. I'm sure the listeners are getting plenty of nuggets here. I'd, I'd, I'd even recommend pausing this just to kind of take in some of the some of the stuff he's saying. There's some fantastic quotes there as well um, by Eric Thomas, somebody who I... Um, have a lot of admiration for as well. Theo, we're gonna we're gonna just switch gears a little bit here. Um, I wanna I wanna ask you, and again, I, I mean, I don't really need to say this to you because you're very well thought out. But if you could just tell me what your biggest fear is, um, not f- not living up to my full potential and gift. Um, let me share a story with you, actually. Um, Please do. And this is what really scares me. When I was born. I was born, uh, this was 1995, and there was a civil war going on. And, you know, there were a lot of soldiers um, firing AK rifles. Can I ask where you were born? Sorry to interrupt. Somali. Um, so they were, they were sh- um, sh- firing AK rifles, and there was one bullet that could have potentially really hit me in the head, and I could have died um, as a child. So I really, I don't take my life for granted. I believe every single day is a miracle. And my biggest fear is not living up to that miracle and that opportunity and chance that has been given to me. Wow. See, that's a remarkable story. And it's something that I, even now I take, I'm so grateful of my circumstances when I was born. And I'm sure everyone listening to this as well, never came from such a, such a difficult start. It was almost like the odds were against you from the start, but you kept persevering. So um, I, I'm, I'm confident that you will destroy that fear, shall we say, and you will live up to your potential. And if I can help in any way, or if anyone listening to this can help in any way, then uh, certainly reach out to Theo. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Welcome. Uh, we've, we've kind of spoken, obviously, about your why, your inspiration, your motivation. And, and I suppose... I don't want to kind of repeat the same question again, but do you have days where you just don't feel like doing anything? And I want you to be completely honest here because yes, we all have a why. We all want to change our parents' lives, our wives' lives, our partners' lives. We have a goal to help serve people, let them write their own story, let them find their voice and all of that stuff. But in those moments where you're not feeling quite up to it, because I know it happens to me and, I, and I'm pretty confident mm. it happens to 99% of the people out there, otherwise they're lying. So when it does happen to you, what keeps you going on that day? 
I would say it would be a lie for me to say no. I have experienced, and this is not a question that was just asked to me today, it was also asked to me last night. And I would say, yes, I have a lot of days where I don't want to wake up out of bed and I don't want to do anything and I just want to quit and I just want to give up and I just want to say, you know what, let me just lazy around and do absolutely nothing because it's challenging. It's like pers your personal growth is the most remarkable, the most exciting, the most fun thing, but at the same time, it's the most challenging thing because what it really brings out is triggers. What it really brings out is a lot of part of you that you've been neglecting and suppressing. So for me, days are where I actually start to experienced these triggers which was like three days ago where i was supposed to go to this event but i just felt like i don't want to go to it i don't want to wake up out of bed i just want to stay in bed i just want to be tucked under my duvet and i just want to sleep and what really you know i don't push that feeling and i don't resist that feeling i embrace it because like i said every emotion there is a deep rooted reason to why we're feeling what we're feeling there is a reason behind every feeling so the way I motivate myself is I try to get to the itty gritty of why I'm feeling that way. What is this really about? It isn't about the fact that it's just cold and I just don't want to go out. There's a real deep root, very concerning reason why. And I get into that why and I explore every possibility. I question it in every way so that therefore it's got no way of taking over me because, you know, our thought creates our feeling and our feeling influences our action. So I just ask as many questions about this feeling as possible. I try to really cover it from all aspects of it, like, you know, a cylinder. And soon enough, it's like, oh, okay, that's why. That's why I'm feeling this way. And then when I accept it and I acknowledge it, I just think to myself, you know what? This is my thought. This is my feeling, but it doesn't have to be um, something that I act upon. It, you know, I get to choose how I want to respond to this. So once I can really get into why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, and then I choose to respond. And the way I choose to respond is I just love it. I acknowledge it. I accept it. And I say to myself, you know what? I can rather act on this, but I know I'm going to regret it later on. I could just choose what feels hard right now. But ultimately, later on, I'm going to be very thankful and grateful for it. So that's how I motivate myself. I dissect <laughs> everything. <laughs> and you're, you're very, very self-aware in order mm -hmm. to be able to kind of separate those things. Um, the reason I ask that as well is because when I went on my entrepreneurial journey, when I used to have those days, I used to absolutely beat myself up. And I used to be like, I'm a, I'm a bad husband, I'm, I'm a bad businessman. I used to just basically label myself based on my mood that day. And then what? one of the quotes, I think it's actually from a song, and it says, it's okay not to be okay. And I love that because um, you can use that across all walks of life. But when I say that then, I then adopt a similar approach to yourself. Okay, it's okay not to be okay today. And maybe I don't feel like, working out for example or going to a conference event but what I will do is understand why that is happening and you, you hit the nail on the head there because really truly understanding the, the deeper reason behind why you do what you do if you can master that then you can almost I suppose next time it comes handle it much better would you agree with that it is it is but this is the biggest problem the biggest problem is people are very much focused on outside in rather than inside out because you know we can't resist instant gratifications we can't resist instant results but what people need to really understand is that it's when you work from within that you take 10 steps forward rather than just taking one step forward so yeah it really really is i think it's just you have to really understand why you're not feeling motivated when you're not feeling motivated don't try to suppress it and force yourself to do something that you don't want to do if you don't feel like you're going for a run today don't go for a run today then you know but then people's like you've got to push you've got to push you've got to push 
Here's what happens when you push. The same problem repeatedly shows up in your life again and again and again. And today it may be very subtle, but tomorrow it's going to be very big and very overwhelming and you'll find it even harder to overcome it. Okay, guys, so there you've heard it. You've heard the buzzer go off and that means it's the most fun part of the show. So what I'm going to be doing is putting Theo through his paces and I'm going to set the timer for 60 seconds and I'm going to be asking him as many questions as possible. Theo, you've got no time to think. I want your first answer, okay? Okay, We're okay. going to start in three, two, one. Okay, Theo, the ability to fly or be invisible? Fly. Money or fame? Fame. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Calling or texting? Calling. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? Um, how I would die. Christmas or birthdays? Christmas. Tea or coffee? Tea. Summer or winter? Summer. <laughs> Your favourite place in the whole wide world? Brazil, 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 Brazil. Would you rather speak all the languages in the world or be able to speak to animals? Um, animals. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? Ooh, greed. Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. Read minds or predict the future? Read minds. Cats or dogs? Cats. Have you ever been in a fight? Yes. Did you win? No. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Your favourite movie star? Um, Hugh, uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh I, I don't even know his surname, from Wolverine. Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Okay, fantastic. Brilliant. Okay, that's time. <laughs> <laughs> just stop that one. That was very interesting. I just thought I'd just mix it up a little bit. The Hugh Jackman thing, I'm not sure if you've seen... Um, his recent film, The Greatest Showman. Um, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it, but I heard great things about it. Yeah, well, well it's a musical. So uh, initially, I was kind of like on the fence with it. I don't know about you, but I'm quite an emotional uh, guy. Same. <laughs> Same. And I remember watching that and I was watching it with the wife. And like, there's quite a few scenes that were really kind of touching. And I think especially with your story as well, because it's without giving too much away, it's a guy with a dream. He's got his partner supporting him and he's just going through all these obstacles and adversities to kind of get to where he wants to get to. You know, the songs are powerful, but it's a brilliant movie, and especially if you're a fan of him. So uh, make sure you check that one out, buddy. Definitely, thank you. The only thing, the difference between him and me is now I need to find my partner. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure you will. I'm sure they'll, they'll come running in. Okay, so we've got two more questions left. The next question is about reflection. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And upon reflection, we can always think of ways to get to where we are currently quicker. Uh, do the things we're currently doing earlier or perhaps just move towards our goals that bit quicker but I guess the journey also teaches us a lot as well and sometimes I suppose you could say everything happens for a reason so what I want to know is if you could go back in time to one particular moment where you really struggled and suffered with adversity and just whisper something in your ear knowing what you know now what would that be? Um, it was when I came back from Slovenia and to go to my parents' house and to finally um, really lay out the balls for them. So to tell them, like, okay, this is who I am and um, this is who I've become and this is my desires and these are my visions. And, you know, it doesn't really resonate and connect with you. So what I would have told myself when I was, when I made that decision was that rather than doing it in a very defensive way, do it in a very loving way. Because a very beautiful quote that I really enjoy and like is that love and honesty can penetrate through anything in life, particularly when it comes to those hardship 
conversations that you are having with your family or your friends, if you do so with hate intent or doubt or anger or frustration or irritation or even a sense of fire within you, you know, it'll never turn out exactly the way it can possibly turn out. But if you do it from a place of love and honesty, no matter how, how great the mistake or how great uh, or how hard the conversation is, if you do it from a place of like, I'm just going to do this in a very loving way and I'm going to do this in a very honest way, I'm sure things would have turned out a bit differently. So that's what I, that's what I would have told myself is as you're having that conversation, it's okay to speak in your truth. Continue doing that but change the intent a bit. Do it from a place of love and not from a place of doubt, anger, frustration, or irritation. Love and honesty can penetrate through anything in life. Okay, so sadly we're at the last question now. If, if we fast forward and we move up 150 years in time and sadly science fails to save us all, if there was somebody who wrote a book about Theodore Travell and it's sitting there and then somebody else walks over and picks up that book and realises there's too many pages to read here. Do I really want to read this? So instead they turn it over and they look at the blurb in the back. What does that blurb tell them? So if there was a book, um, what, it would, what it would tell them is, who was I really? That's what it would tell them. Um, the most enjoyable and beautiful part about the life I'm living right now is every single day I'm a different person. And it's not to say, oh, the person I am today is you know, fake and tomorrow, tomorrow the person's going to be real. But every single day, I get the opportunity to unravel a part of me that's always been there, but it's just been shy, it's been scared away, or it's been frightened away. So who was Theodore? Because like I said, I changed my name. My name used to be Mohammed, and today my name is Theodore, and okay. I can change that tomorrow. So it's just, who was I really? Who am I really? And I think the person that picks up that book and sees that I wanted to excite, as, as they're reading that, I want them to challenge themselves and ask themselves, so if this person, you know, was able to change his name and is able mm. every single day he's evolving. What about me? Who am I? And that is the most powerful question because once you can hack that question, which I believe is an ongoing journey, you're not going to fully 100% hack it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you want to be over 50% at least. It's a beautiful journey. It really is a beautiful, beautiful thing to understand who you really are. And just on the sideline, so who am I? I really believe the way to summarize who I am is just I'm divine. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. And I'm sure they'll pick up the book and read all of it if it said that. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic, my friend. Okay, so for anyone listening, that now I'm sure you can agree that was an unbelievable story and one that is still being written. And I think Theo hit the nail on the head there where, where he explained that it's an ongoing journey. And that's the same for all of us, even myself, uh, even as I go through the process of trying to become a podcaster, I'm still learning and even my self-development in other aspects. But Theo is certainly demonstrating amazing traits and his story is certainly one that I urge all of you to reach out and speak to him about. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Theo a chance now to basically let us know the one best place where you can find him. Um, thank you so much, by the way. This has been such a privilege and what you're doing is absolutely incredible. You're very thank welcome. you so much. No, I thank appreciate you as well. that. Thank you. Um, so like I said, right now I'm actually working on an exciting, exciting, exciting new project, um, which is called the Titans Mastermind. 
And my vision and passion for quite a while has always been to create a community where we can all support, empower, inspire each other with authenticity, integrity, love and honesty and just just about anything that is positive and heart centered. So I've quite recently started this a few days ago and already right now I've got six or seven members. But by next year, and that's why I don't plan on doing this alone, I plan on touching as many lives as possible so that therefore they can create a ripple effect. By next year, I, wanna, I want that to reach 50K. So 50K members, we're all supporting each other's business. We're all supporting each other in, in personal life, professional life. So it's called Titans, uh, Titans Mastermind. And it's really about helping you become the titan of your life, um, owning your life and really running your life as you want it to join in. You know, just um, follow me on Facebook and drop me a message and I'll invite you into the group. Um, yeah, it's a very safe place. It's a very comfortable place. It's not just... It's not all about just money motivation. It's, it has so much more to do with that. So any support you need, any assistance you need, whether it's business, whether it's your life, whether it's whatever struggle you're going through, come and come along and join in because this is the one thing that I wish I had three years ago when I was in the beginning of my personal growth journey. You know, being able to be in an environment where I wasn't just kind of being superficially honest, I was being really honest and people were taking that in, that they were absorbing it in, they were digesting it in, and they just had so much excitement in to helping me. So I wish I had that. And so today I have the opportunity to create that. So why not? So if you are in whatever, wherever you are in your journey, whether you feel like you're doing great and you don't need it, whether you're in the middle, whether you're in the beginning, I, I believe we all need support. So come along, join in, let's have fun and let's create 2019 to become an awesome year. Is that free to access for anyone in the public? Yeah, it's a free to access. Yeah, yeah. So it's a closed group. Group. that's why message me first so i can invite you along but it's free yeah what i will do is i'll put all uh, theo's details in the show notes as well so you can direct message him personally i just want to say uh, thank you to theo for taking time out of his day today and sharing his fantastic story i'm sure we're all going to hear and see his name a lot more i mean this guy is like wise beyond his years he's he's so young he's doing incredible things so uh, i know my next job after this call is to get on that Facebook group as well. So Theo, if you wouldn't mind adding me in as well, please. Definitely. I'd appreciate that, buddy. And for everyone else at home, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.